The single most important father is in the room. Amen. <laughs> you know, when you think about when you think about blessings and you think about being blessed. There isn't anybody that I don't know that doesn't want to be blessed. And everybody uh, seems to have a different perspective on, on what that means, to be blessed. Some consider blessing just to be provision of material things, that kind of stuff. Others realize that blessing is far more than just material but everybody wants to be blessed. In fact, in the Bible, blessing is really, really, really important. And uh, it was so critical and vital that in one case, as you recall, with Jacob and his, and his sons, there were some issues that took place and somebody stole somebody else's blessing and it was, uh, it was devastating. Devastating. So being blessed is, is vital. It's a desire that everybody has. Every, every son... Every daughter longs to be blessed by their father and, and mother. And particularly, the father's blessing is really significant. So much so that uh, Gary Smalley uh, wrote a book called The Blessing, a very powerful book that describes this whole concept of the blessing and being blessed. And it's so important that uh, even in the Old Testament, you know, one of my favorite passages has to do with Jabez who calls out to God in 1 Chronicles 4.10, and he says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Bless me. Enlarge my border, and that thy hand might be with me. Thou would keep me from harm, and that it would not pain me. You know, most people don't realize that uh, that's quite a, quite a prayer, that it would not pain me. Do you know what Jabez means? Pain. <laughs> pain. In fact, when uh, Jabez was named by his mom, she, she said, you, you are going to be called pain. Pain. Pain, come here. <laughs> Where are you going, pain? <laughs> In his whole life, he was reminded about the fact that he was a pain. And so he cries out to God and he says, Lord, I want you to bless me. And I don't want you to pain me. I want you to turn my reputation and my heritage and everything that came with my birth. I want you to turn all that around. I want you to change that. And God is in the changing business. This morning I wanted to read uh, for you, first of all, from the Amplified Bible, number 6, 24 to 26. It says, The Lord bless you and watch, guard, and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and enlighten you and be gracious, kind, merciful, and giving favor to you. The Lord lift up His approving countenance upon you and give you peace, tranquility of heart, and life continually. Numbers. Number six, the ironic blessing. So significant that uh, I, I really felt compelled today to share it again with you. I, I know it's been a number of years ago when we did this, but 
I don't know how many, quite a few, but I wanted to do it today because I really felt like it was significant enough for us to look at as we consider the Father's blessing, the Father's blessing towards, towards us and in particular towards, towards dads. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you in the Hebrew and then we're going to look at it together. And uh, just before I start, I was wondering what the thermostat's on. All right, we're good. Thermostat's good anyway. Sure. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an important thing to note that when, um, when this was given, when this blessing was, was given and instructed upon, you need to notice in verse 23 of chapter 6 of Numbers, uh, God speaks to Moses in 22 and he says, I want you to tell Aaron and his sons, thus you shall bless the sons of Israel and you shall say to them. So this blessing is the Aaronic blessing as it's called, but it, it comes directly from God. It's given by God through the priest to the, to the people. And uh, after the uh, celebration and whatnot, the, the priest would often hold up their hands in this form, like this, over the, over the people. And it was a, it's a symbol that reflects the star of, of David. It also is a, is a symbol of the letter Shem, and it's a sign that reflects God's goodness and glory. And so they pray over the people. And the Hebrew is, Yevarechecha Adonai Veyesh Merecha. Ya'er Adonai Panavelecha Vichuneka. Isa Adonai Panavelecha Veyasem Lecha. Shalom. Shalom. And the way that they would say it is they would say the first phrase. The priest would say, Yevarechecha Adonai Veyesh Marecha. And all the people would say, just quietly, kind of like in a hush, they would say, Ken yehi ratzon. Ken yehi, excuse me, ken yehi ratzon. Try that. Ken yehi ratzon. Do you know what that means? Yes, may it, be, may it be his will. May it be his will. May it be his will. Ken yehi ratzon. Try it one more time. Ken Yeri Ratzon. So, Yevarecha Adonai Veyesh Merecha. Ken Yehi Ratzon. Yaher Adonai Panevelecha Vichuneka. Ken Yehi Ratzon. Isa Adonai Panevelecha Veyasem Lecha Shalom. Ken Yehi Ratzon. What does it mean? What does it mean? Well, it's pretty powerful, actually. There are, there are multiple pictures that are descriptive of this blessing, the blessing of God the Father for us. And by the way, even though it was done by the priest over the, over the people, it's a blessing that was 
an individual blessing. It was not designed to be a corporate or group blessing. It wasn't like saying, you know, bless them all. It was more specific. That's why it says repeatedly, the Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord give you peace. So it was very specific and very individual in nature. And it's also important for us to remember as we go through this today that that this blessing, although it is originally given by Aaron, by God through Aaron to the people, and was designed to uh, to be only given by the priest, we find amazingly God does an incredible work by in Christ making all of us individuals priests. The priesthood of the believer. Every child of God is a priest. What does that mean? That means that we have the ability to go straight to God. We don't have to go through anybody. Straight to the Father. And it also means that we have the ability to take the words of God and and give them to others. So we do priestly duties as Christians. Christ is in us. And we offer offerings and we give praise. We pray directly to God. God speaks to us. So we are now priests. We are fulfilling that role. And so this is given to us now, and we can share this with others. And so I'm going to do two things. One, we're going to talk about what this means, and then I'm going to show you just briefly how this fits into the work of Christ in the New Testament. Because it really is wonderful. What he does here for us and what he says to us in this blessing is all fulfilled and all comes to fruition in the person of Jesus Christ. So, let's look at this together. You find that he says, The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So we break it down, and on your program, you'll notice on the back that there are six different phrases that I have chosen to share with you. Before I get into that, by the way, it's interesting, just as a side note for you who are, who are enthusiasts of little minutia things that are kind of interesting, and that is that you'll find that the, very, the three phrases, the first one is, is three, wor- three, le- three words long, the next one is five, and the final one is seven in terms of the actual phrases. Seven is the one of perfection, and the one from three to eight represents the, the uh, three plus five, those two together, represents God's incredible blessing on humanity. So uh, those are some of the things that are, that are interesting. The other thing that's very interesting is that this, this uh, priesthood blessing, uh, they, they weren't sure exactly when they were putting all this together, the Dead Sea Scrolls and so on that they found. They weren't sure exactly, you know, where this fit and how original it was and so on uh, until they found, they found in a grave, uh, not too far from Jerusalem, uh, a grave of someone that dates back to pre-600 B.C. And when they, when they found this grave that was undisturbed and, and uh, nothing was taken from it, and they carefully began to go through this thing, they found they found this one this one item that that looked like 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 coins that were connected with some form of 
of string or something around the neck of the individual that, that was uh, in the grave. And uh, anyway, they looked like two coins initially, and then they began very carefully to take these little coins apart and began to open them up. And what did they find but Numbers chapter 6? And you, you have to go back to Jesus' statement as he talked to the Pharisees, and he said, you know, you people, you... You put these things around your necks, phylacteries and so on. You take scripture and you put them around your neck and you write them and you put them in boxes and so on all over you. So this was a custom that they had done years and years before, before Christ came. And so here's the grave of an individual who obviously was, was committed to those practices and they found this amongst other things, scriptures and so on. But this was a fascinating find. So... This blessing, this blessing is really significant. And so we want to just look at this together briefly. And the first thing is, the Lord bless you. <coughs> the Lord bless you. Now what comes to your mind when you think of the Lord bless you? Pardon? And keep you. But what about blessing? The Lord bless you. Get everything you need. All right. So I want you to think about I want you to think about the nomadic life that many of them lived. I want you to think about the times. I want you to think about the things that they saw all the time. And so I want you to reflect on that while you consider this blessing. The very first thing you need to understand is the word the word bless. The word bless, as as seen in Genesis twenty four eleven, the word bless means to kneel. To kneel. And then when you couple it with other words, it reflects respect. And in, and in verbs that are used for this word, it has the word describing knee. It also means gift, presentation. So from this word picture that goes back to their culture... Uh, you, you can kind of imagine what happens when a large, massive camel kneels. The picture of a camel kneeling. Because that was something they were used to all the time and saw. And so when they reflect this term, the Lord bless you, it's the idea that God has chosen to kneel down and to give you a gift. The Lord bless you is describing God humbling himself to present you with a gift. The Lord bless you. Kind of gives you a neat picture, doesn't it? So God is giving us something of value when he blesses us. And he's not just sitting in his high and mighty tower. He comes down, he kneels before you, and presents you with a gift. The Lord bless you. And then there's the Lord keep you. The Lord keep you. Again, you go back to the lifestyle, the picture, and the things that they were accustomed to. And, and what would draw this picture into the mind of of God as he tried to communicate to the people so that they would understand what the blessing was. Well, it was a picture of a, of a shepherd. 
a shepherd with a whole bunch of sheep. And out there in, in the wilderness, in no man's land, the shepherd would protect the sheep. So when it says the Lord keep you, you have to understand the picture frame of a shepherd with a bunch of sheep. Now, here's the thing that's really fabulous is that in those days, what they would do is they would build a hedge of protection and make basically a, a pin for the sheep. But what would they use to do that? They would use what was available. And do you know what was mostly available to them out there in the wilderness? They would, they would find a great number of those horrible, horrible things that have massive thorns on them. The stuff that if you grab, you're going to get pained. <laughs> and so the shepherd would take these, these massive brushes with thorns and they would put a protective hedge around the sheep. Think of the crown of thorns. So that's the word picture that you have where he says the Lord keep you. What it means is that God places a hedge around you, a hedge that is filled with not just protection from someone coming in, but if anyone tries to come in, they're going to be severely harmed. So the whole concept of keeping you is a concept of protection, guarding. It is used by God to describe how He is constantly watching over. So when you hear the Lord bless you, you have the word picture of the camel kneeling. When you have the word keep you, you have the picture of this this hedge, thorny, thorny hedge. You're safe on the inside. The shepherd's watching over you. Nobody can get in. Nobody can mess with you. Keep you. Protect you. Third. Are we going too fast for anybody? All right. The third one, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Now most of the time when you and I think of that, we think of, uh, you know, this face that's kind of like shining on us, right? Like the sun just kind of beaming down on us. But that's not the word picture that's being described. The word picture here is the picture of a father who has, who has, again, kneeled down and a father who's caring deeply about his child and the child is running towards the father and the father takes the child as he is on his knee. The father takes the child that's running to him and picks the child up and looks into the child's face. Make his face to shine on you. It's an act of holding the child. It's an act of lifting the child up. And by the way, the word face here in the Hebrew, this word is fabulous because it is all faces of God, not just one. Now some of you are saying, Bob, I didn't know God had a lot of bunch of faces. Well, what I mean by that is it reflects every facet of God, every emotion of God, every aspect of who He is. His face, the word face here, reflects emotions and the different thoughts and the 
the attitudes and everything that's part of who God is, all of God is reflected in that because even when you look at pictures of family and friends, you can see faces. Sometimes you see happy faces and sometimes you see serious faces and there's all these different faces of the same face, right? And so here it's talking about the same thing. He says, Lord, make his face to shine on you. All that is who he is. Everything reflects who he is. May that shine on you. His multiple qualities and characteristics, his care, his concern, his discipline, his love, his compassion, his heartbreak, everything is all wrapped up into this. It's not one face. It is the totality of who God is. So the blessing says the Lord make himself and who he is to shine on you in intimacy, just like a father holds up a child. And you know, you can hold up a child in different ways. I've done that. Sometimes you hold up that child and you're just like beaming from one end to the other and the child's just laughing and carrying on. It's just a wonderful thing. Sometimes you're holding that child up and there's no beaming going on. And the child's not laughing. But the child knows they're loved. The child knows they're getting your full attention. The child knows that you have their best interest at heart. So that's what's going on. The Lord bless you, camel kneeling. The Lord keep you, the hedge, the hedge. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. All of God, all of God focused on you, all of who he is. And by the way, the Lord shine, the word shine there is, is uh, descriptive of of light, giving light, communicating life and light. Number four, he says, the Lord be gracious to you. The Lord be gracious to you. And what do most, most theologians, when they define grace, what are the two words that they use most of the time? Anybody know? Unmerited favor. Undeserved favor. That's what most of the time it's used. Um, But did you know this whole concept of grace or be gracious to you? The The word gracious is not just unmerited favor. In other words, God giving you something you don't deserve which in, in so many ways is kind of cold and callous. It's like, you don't deserve it. God gives it. You know, he chose you. He likes you. It's like the rich guy that's got everything and you don't have anything. He says, oh, here, have this. You know, that's not, that's not the picture here. It's not God giving what we don't deserve because he just simply, simply decided someday to, to be nice to us. No, to be gracious here has the very clear idea of God of God being, being healing and helpful and, and uh, allowing us refuge and strength and rescue and protection. All of the things that we've talked about come into this. And, and the most significant thing about graciousness is protection and provision. 
which you cannot provide for yourself. Again, look at the scene of the nomadic tribes. What did they do? They would travel from one place to another and they'd set up camp and tents and so on. And, and what did they have to protect them? They had other tribes that would come in and sometimes wipe them out, take everything they had. And so the whole concept here of, of God be gracious to you means that, means that God is going to not only bless you, He's not only going to keep you, He's not only going to make Himself and His character known to you on a regular basis, but He's also going to take care of you in the middle of the wilderness and watch out for you and make provision for you even when there is no provision. Just like He did when they went through the desert and the wilderness, you know, He provided for them. So just have the picture in your mind of a bunch of tents in the desert. Nothing around. No water. Nothing growing. And here are these people traveling from one place to another. And God is basically saying, I will be gracious to you. I will make sure your provisions are met. I will make sure that whatever you need, you have. That's right. That's right. So the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face you. The Lord be gracious to you. This next one, I, I, I like. Uh, I like them all, obviously. But this next one is kind of, kind of unique. And that is, the Lord lift up His countenance on you. Lift up His countenance on you. I don't know if you ever thought about this. One's countenance. You find this all the way back in the book of Genesis. <laughs> There's a couple of brothers. They bring their offerings to God, Cain and Abel. One of them brings a good offering. Which one brought the good offering? Abel. And Cain did not, right? And God accepted Abel's offering, right? And God did not accept Cain's offering. And you'll notice in the text there, it says very clearly, God says to Cain, why is your countenance fallen? Why are you disapproving? Cain, why are you rejecting my discipline, Cain? Why is your countenance fallen? The exact opposite is the case here. Aaron is basically saying from God to our hearts, he's saying the Lord lift up his countenance to you. The Lord make his approval known to you. Basically he's saying I want to bless you and I want you to know that I approve. I approve of you. I don't disapprove. I approve. His countenance is raised up, lifted up toward you. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So the next time you think of this blessing, you know what to think. The Lord bless you. You know what to think, right? The Lord keep you. You've got that picture in mind. The Lord make His face shine upon you. You've got that in mind. The Lord be gracious to you. You've got that. And the Lord lift up His countenance to you is the approval of the individual, the child that's there in front of the Father. And then it says, the Lord give you peace or grant you peace. The Lord grant you peace. 
There's two pictures that, that you need to uh, think of. One in particular that really pulls this together. Uh, the word give you or grant you and the word peace. The word give you or grant you and the word peace. The word grant you literally means to sit you down in a fixed and arranged place. (laughs) And when you hear the picture of the description that comes from this, all of you are just going to go, ha, I like that. It's the picture of a table that is lavishly set for a celebration and a meal. That's the word is used here. Grant you. May the Lord set your table. Set your table with everything that you need. With all the protections you require. All the the encouragement. Everything that comes with this blessing. May the Lord grant you. May He set your table Fully, fully loaded with peace. Peace. You know what peace is? Most people think that peace is the absence of strife or conflict. That's not true. Peace is not the absence. Most people think, well, yeah, that's right. It's not the absence of peace. I mean, you... You have people that are in peace in the midst of turmoil. I used to think that for a long time too. I thought, it's not the absence of turmoil. It's calmness in the midst of the storm. It's kind of like... It's kind of like the the bird's nest that's, that's tucked away underneath the Niagara Falls. Peace. And you know, the more I've thought about that and believed that, it's all come kind of crumbling down. Even though that's true. Don't don't misunderstand. But in terms of the statement here, the Lord give you peace, the root meaning for peace, shalom, this word peace has a very unique and specific descriptive meaning. It has to do with restitution. You didn't know that, did you? It has to do with restitution. When a person caused another to become deficient in some way, such as a loss of livestock, it's the responsibility of the person who created the deficiency to restore what has been taken, lost, or stolen. And when that's done, there's shalom. There's peace. It means to literally make whole or complete. Being in a state of wholeness. Being without any deficiencies. That's what shalom is. So what does that mean for us? May He give you, may He grant you peace. God sets the table. God provides everything. Even what we're required to pay to make restitution, He sets the table. And He gives us 
and cares for all the deficiencies so that you and I are no longer deficient. We are fully restored. Fully restored. So it's not just the absence of turmoil. It is a table that's set before us so that we are now complete. Complete. This is an incredible blessing, is it not? And so Aaron says, on behalf of God, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make His face to shine upon you, the Lord be gracious to you, the Lord lift up His countenance of approval upon you, and the Lord set the table and give you peace. Shalom. These were words, powerful words, used over and over and over again repeatedly to declare God's amazing and incredible love for His people. And that comes into fruition and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Because in Jesus Christ, God comes to kneel upon this earth. In Jesus Christ, Jesus Himself pays the price with the crown of thorns and the shed blood. In Jesus Christ, he brings to us the very, the very purpose and presence of God. God tabernacles amongst us in Jesus. We see God in him, in the flesh. In Jesus Christ, we find that he is gracious to us. Not just giving us what we can't, get for ourselves but providing us with everything that we need because of his great love and compassion for us. We see him lifting up his countenance of approval not based on our sin but because our value. Our value. And we see in Jesus Christ the table set where he, where he pays the ultimate price. He does everything. He lays it all out, sheds his blood, gives his body so that you and I can be at peace. So we can be fully and completely restored. The Lord bless you. See him kneeling. The Lord keep you. See that hedge of protection around you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Feel him holding you in his arms, looking into your face. The Lord be gracious to you. Look all around you and see that everything that you have, all your needs are met by his grace and goodness. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. As you look into his wonderful face, recognize that they are eyes of approval, not disapproval. Affirmation, not rejection. 
Feel that this morning. Give you peace. Recognize that all that you need for time and eternity is set before you by God himself in Christ. Father, it's overwhelming. Such a blessing, such a privilege to know how much we are loved. To recognize all that you've accomplished for us. On this Father's Day, I pray your blessing, this blessing on each father. And on this special day, I pray that anyone who struggles with any of the things that we've discussed and looked at, that they would receive this blessing from your hand. And so I pray, Father, I pray this blessing for your people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.